in touch with the news and they were like, yeah, we want to come down to the station and like do a story about your radio station. And they were like, oh no, don't, don't invite anybody here. I'm like, no, but there's four people listening and two of them work here. So <laughs> do you want exposure? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Raphael is also laughing at that. <laughs> yeah. I, mm. Because that's like kind of, we like, I was just talking to the host that is on the show before me, too, like, Pete Smith, um, who is, like, I like her show, which is just called Pete Smith. And um, mm-hmm. we were talking about how, like, we were just kind of making a whole joke of being, like, but then we have, like, comedians who are, like, right in and chat when they can. But, yeah, like, I want to get more exposure. Like, we had an open mic. I'm listening to an open mic right now. So dope. What the fuck? Yeah, like on yeah, the street. Super cool. It was really. Cool. I think Raphael might have been the one that was. Uh, I yeah, think I think at KDIF we had like a one mile radius of like uh, a fan. I don't know what you would call it, but it didn't get very far. If you passed baseline, you couldn't hear the station anymore. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's I like had a one mile listening radius. <laughs> yeah, you got to tune in on the internet. Otherwise, you can't hear it on, like, the real radio, even though, like, we're a radio station. You're going to get, like, listener data, and then it's going to turn out Emily's like, the good news is we have a following. The bad news is they're all damn dirty hippies with no money. I mean, that's the same with Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the I only know. way you can go down is if it's AM. <laughs> right. We're calling, or you're calling us right now. You're calling your beach mission. So that's what we're doing right now. It's really not beach that different mission. from the vibe. Beach mission sounds like a porno. It kind of is on the streets. <laughs> yeah. Two girls, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of pornos, you've been making some cool videos lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I have with uh, the company that I, that I manage uh, the warehouse for. Um, they have, well, uh, our marketing is not very good. So I was like, uh, yeah, I could probably put something together. And uh, I, I made a few videos and they're like, holy shit, this is really good. Um, can you do more? And I was like, well, can you pay more? So, <laughs> so they are paying so, for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm billing them. I, I'm technically a contractor, so uh, I'm billing for it. But, um, you know, I could be getting paid more. But since I, since I started doing it, our our sales have have definitely shot up because our uh, our Instagram presence and Facebook and TikTok are are getting a lot more views uh, since I started producing content. So. That's always a good thing. I could always use uh, less holes in my socks, I guess. So. The idea behind the podcast is like talking about things like that that are like crafts, but also things that are like 
Right. Yeah, you were like, uh, Jesus Christ. Emily was a literal child. Um, <laughs> started working at this office um, that I worked at. It was a terrible job. It was a terrible job. Um, but uh, Emily started working there, and then she was uh, like the only one that was under 40. So <laughs> <laughs> they're like, hey, you're a good computer person. We could use someone who's good with computers. So. Um, you, I guess you, you, I think you started on the phones with the rest of us peasants and then you got booted up to live chat. And then I came shortly after cause they're like, ah, oh, this guy, we got to keep him away from like the general public. <laughs> and then, um, and then, <laughs> yeah, that was a wild ride. Yeah. That place is, uh, they're out of business, which is funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, I wrote that like seven page fucking resignation letter oh my god you should honestly <laughs> this is the greatest quitting i've ever seen of somebody in my life and i do have a joke oh, about dude. this and that includes like includes sending the guy the handbook and like the letter and like the <laughs> yeah oh man that was wild i i remember like the last like six months we were there i just didn't give up and you were smart. You left before all of us. You're like, all right, I'm doing something else. And I, I remember we used to like harass you on Facebook and send you like photo, like a uh, little uh, screen grabs of your email that was like, Emily has been away from her live ch- or from her uh, uh, instant messenger for uh, 72 days. <laughs> We'd be like, where are you at? Oh, and then you like had that typo in your name too. It said emaily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, when I resigned, um, I did it pretty smart. What I did was I found another job, and then the day I was supposed to start the new I had, like, 108 hours of PTO saved up. So I convinced, like, the new manager that I was going to take, like, a two-week vacation. And then when all of the vacation time was, like, spent, I just started calling out sick every day until all of my sick time was spent. And then, like, the day I came back, I, I was planning on quitting around noon at lunch, but I was so hungover, I just said, fuck it, and hit send on that email that I drafted, like, for the, the previous, like, seven months. Um, and I sent it, uh, like, nationwide to the entire, literally, like, everybody in the entire It was company. a work of art. There were so many paragraphs. Of the first time I felt like I was done. I've seen you shine a few times. Oh, man, that's still one of my proudest moments uh, was quitting that job. And then um, when that like the manager that was supposed to take over, um, by the way, I found out from uh, a mutual friend of ours who was in a supervisor position. He told me that morning, he goes, dude, um, just FYI, when Jen takes over in a few days, like she is planning on shit canning. So you, whatever you're going to do, you better do it quick. 
If I was smart, I would have let her fucking fire me because then I could have collected uh, unemployment. But I didn't give a shit. I already started a new job. And I was getting double paychecks for like for like almost a month, like leading up to quitting. So I quit, and then she I saw her like coming down the hallway. Um, so I told her to go fuck herself, and then I lit a cigarette just because the elevator doors were closing. FYI, and guys, then, uh, this is not a bit. This is And then as soon as the doors opened again, when I got to the ground floor, I was like, oh, shit, she is petty enough to call the cops. Because I remember they had just outlawed smoking in Arizona uh, around then. So I just ran for my life for the bus stop. And uh, it was like an Indiana Jones movie. It just showed up right when I needed. <laughs> and then I got on the bus and then I went home and, uh, yeah, I threw up uh, – like, you know, shortly after I got off the bus, because I had to run and I was hungover. Um, so oh. That's how that went. And yeah. now they're bankrupt and they're closed. And, um, yeah, all of those people can eat a dick. <laughs> it, like... That's what, mm. that's why, so I wanted to have you on the show just because. But it's also yeah. it's hard to know what to call you because you are so like what the last time I saw you in person, I still like gave you a big hug. But then <laughs> Rafi's like, yeah, because Rafi, Rafi pays the bills. He gets to sleep after. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, well, you <laughs> didn't have funny. to make it sound less cool. <laughs> I paused to yeah. see if you wanted to interject, and you just looked at me. I just <laughs> uh, I play, well, uh, the Rafi secret is uh, Rafi plays the, dib- the didgeridoo to Kira's name, and I'll just do that. <laughs> you could, yeah, I, I didn't even think of that. But uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is the secret to constantly reinventing myself is uh, continuous periodic prompt. That's <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that too is just uh, have your life ruined over and over again, and then make fun of it. We did. Uh, we got into some like some I asked. Um, I had a few other local comedians on there, and Rafi and I are like It's always, I feel like it's always real shit behind the scenes. And then when you bring it out, it's like, the binge watching is like, Yeah, he's a weirdie. I mean, he's, it's cool, but it's, like, it's wild, you know? Like, you've been through a lot, and it's just, like, it's, like, a commonality. D- David Blaine is He is a creepy man. Like, if he Hot wasn't, like, an, from inc- if he <laughs> wasn't an incredible magician, Oh, dude, 1,000%. I am 90% confident that he didn't have a 
1,000%. Just to build off of that, yeah, if he wasn't an incredible magician, I would be like, is this guy on a fucking watch list? Or, like, is he <laughs> legally allowed to be around this school? Yeah, like, his, he has the personality of a sex offender. I'd believe it. Mm. <laughs> he, has the, uh, he has the sex appeal of a school bus fire. This is when I really need my Chris Hansen. Yeah. Why don't you have a seat? A little bit, yeah. I love you Wait, you do you do a Chris Hansen from your webcam, Nick? Are you sure? Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris Hansen's like, I'm looking at the transcripts. It says I'd like to see you on cowboy boots. <laughs> Dude, yes, you're. You've always that been the best, good. and it, he's always been the best at impersonation. We should make a video. Like 2.0, ready to go. And he would like turn around in his chair and like slap his stomach. And like, <laughs> and yeah. You were like saying weird stuff about feet for a while. And then I wore flip flops and I was like, I don't have cute feet. And you were like, brr. And you made this horrible noise. And you like spun around in your chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. But, you know, I've grown and matured. Um, you know, all I can say to that is, hell yeah, I suck toes. <laughs> Yo, dad's getting chopped up now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a man grows. Um, well, what, what did you, you – I, I got a hat, by the way, Emily. I just got a hat for my birthday, and it's a picture of Zoidberg in the rowboat, and it just says, I broke your television. I was about to be like, will you – do you want, like, the full Zoidberg story? You don't have to do the whole story. I just bust it out. I mean, I could bust it out, but I think the story is important. So okay. right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, give the, I'll try to give the abridged version here. So the guy who does Zoidberg's voice, Billy West, he, uh, he, he used two different voices to make Zoidberg's voice. So the first one is... Uh, is a, an actor named Ed Wynn who, like, he played the uh, he played the Mad Hatter for, like, Disney's uh, Alice in Wonderland. So he's the guy that's like, happy birthday! <laughs> um, wait. Uh, but then there's also Lou Jacoby, who was in this movie, and he has, like, a really deep, like, marble mouth kind of voice that's like, I'm sorry I stole from the children. So Lou Jacoby's one of the voices, but then the other voice, um, the other voice is uh, oh Christ, if I can remember who it is, it, it was another, uh, it's another famous actor, um, but anyway, uh, you put the two together, I fucked the whole thing up, whatever, you can grab this. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but the other voice, I can't remember the, the guy's name, but. Um, but anyway, you put the two voices together and you get, Young lady, bring me a sandwich from the dumpster. <laughs> so I'd work it eat, maybe. It's awesome, right? I really do. <laughs> yeah. I've been telling yeah, you I do my Oh, and George Jessel was the other voice. He, he, like, he was like a vaudeville actor, too. But he would be like, uh, he would tell these like really shitty, corny jokes that were like 
really edgy in the 30s. They'd be like, hello, mama, it's me, your son George from the Like, you know, his mom forgot who he is. And then, yeah, you know, mix that with Lou Jacoby that's like, I'm sorry, I stole from the children. And that's how you get, young lady, bring me a sandwich from the dumpster. So good. That's like your best. Who was that? I don't know. That was, um, who was that? Oh, you were right. Oh, Bob. Yeah. Bob does a really good Joe. Uh, yeah, Bob does a really good Joe from Family Guy. And then one of my new ones is just, uh, Larry from the Three Stooges. <laughs> Be careful, Mo. <laughs> Sock him. <laughs> and more, I broke his face off dishes. Dude, I couldn't even tell if that was a good impression or not. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? <laughs> 26. Oh, Christ. You had to, yeah, you're a child. <laughs> Where'd you find him, Emily? You've been hanging out to fucking preschool. Okay, and now I've been outed on the radio. <laughs> that was the whole thing, like, when we started working together. I think I was 26, and Emily was, like, 17. And uh, that was, that was like, me and Ezra's job was, like, to keep the creepy Mormons away from Emily. And it was weird. <laughs> yeah, um, well. You guys didn't. oh i forgot that you like hung out with him i was like why did you do that because he he was very earnest and i was like yeah but then i was uh, like this girl i don't want to out someone oh yeah he deleted me like in (laughs) i want he deleted me after obama got reelected Honestly, Wait, where did he go work? I don't know. Really? Yeah. I remember he was like such a bro, but like he was like fully like he was like fully committed to like the religion in the sense that like he didn't drink caffeine, like no Red Bull or coffee or anything like that. He didn't smoke weed. But he was, like, such a bro, and I was like, are you sure you don't smoke weed? He was like, yeah, bro, I, I don't do any of that stuff. He really did, yeah, looking for Yeah, uh, I thought he did, but I guess he didn't. But that's neither here nor there. I wonder if he makes a good sandwich. I mean, you think. You know, um, I think a big part of it was, like, it's, it, did you ever see the movie Cable Guy? Um, 
part of the story of that movie is that, um, like, his his mom was never home, so all he did was watch TV, and that was kind of like how I grew up. It was like very little supervision, which uh, in part kind of explains why I was such a feral child. Um, but I like I grew up listening to the radio and watching TV and just like trying to mimic. Um, trying to mimic everything that I saw and heard. And, I mean, if you would have told me 30 years ago when I was, like, eight years old that, that you know, somebody would eventually pay me to do shit like this, I, I, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have believed it. Albeit, you know, it's not like I'm making Jeff Ross money or anything. But, um... Bro, Jeff Ross but, is yeah, the weirdest like example. <laughs> that guy is yeah. like a lizard now. I mean, he's rich as fuck, <laughs> but like he's so weird. <laughs> What's even like funnier is ten years ago, <laughs> if I would have said uh, it's not like I'm making Jeff Ross money, people would have <laughs> laughed. But geez, that fucker's blown up since uh, Norm and Bob and Gilbert all died. We should open up an FBI file into Jeff Ross. He probably killed those fuckers. But anyway, um. I just, uh, like, I just grew up mimicking all that stuff. I remember, like, um, like the Three Stooges thing was one of them. Um, just, uh, uh, there was, like, one of them I've been playing with lately is Vincent Price. You know who Vincent Price is? He died way before you guys were born. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely before your boyfriend was born. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent Price, Vincent Price was, uh, he was like, um, he was always in scary movies, so he's the, uh, the main star in, like, the original House on Haunted Hill, um, the Wax Museum, all these old scary movies from, like, the 50s and 60s, and he would be in, uh, uh he would be in these scary movies with, like, Boris Karloff and, and Peter Lorre, um, and Peter Lorre, is the guy who Billy West modeled uh, Ren's voice from Ren and Stimpy. That's that's actually a funny segue. So Ren is is modeled after Peter Lorre, and, and Stimpy is actually um, a very happy Larry from the Three Stooges. So instead of like, right? Uh, um, how can I say? So if you really listen to it. Um, to Ren and Stimpy, you can tell it's just a hyped-up Larry from the Three Stooges. So it's like, instead of happy, happy, joy, joy, it's like, happy, happy, joy, joy! And then uh, Peter Lorre is, is basically Ren. Um, but anyway, so Vincent Price was in all these old, like, scary movies and and he would say something like, uh, oh, come now, dear. Let us move on to the dirigible." Or something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I woke up like an hour ago for this, so I, I, I'm, I'm on my second cup of coffee. Thank you for waking up. I'm gonna have you on now. <laughs> I'll, All I'll right. Have, well, I'm getting better and better with the tech every week. Oh, good. Well, I remember we had. So we had kind of a learning curve when we started at KBIF. You know, it's just like, wait, so we didn't record any of this? <laughs> yeah, like, oh no, my god, you didn't record any. That was that was the worst. Man. 
show wasn't recorded. They have a pretty good system for that here. Like, uh, it it automatically uploads the show. I mean, obviously, like you can do this shit with over. There's also an app that you can use. Oh, I bet. Well, it's there not was. real. The first ep- the first episode on there was like not. I think it was just like a <laughs> wait. So you, you do this nightly or weekly? Weekly. It was like over a month, which is why I was mm-hmm. able to. a little bit of work well that's cool next week uh, on Wednesday at 6 o'clock I'll program my VCR to record mutant radio while I'm napping <laughs> alright thanks that will be available <laughs> All yes. right, well, listen, uh, is it over? <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you ready to go back to bed? Is that why you're asking? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do have to move. So here's the good news. Uh, like, the bad news is that I have to move. But the good news is that it's, uh, it's to a different apartment that's, like, 40 feet away. <laughs> so I'm still mulling over if I'm going to hire, like, a moving company. Oh, I thought you meant you have to, like, move them. Oh, well, I mean, I, I got to, like, start packing. I don't know. I use some of my charm on the neighbors. Like, hey, I'll do an impression for you if you uh, carry this uh, Simpsons arcade over uh, to number 135. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a list of my greatest hits. I so wish that you I have always wished that you could do that. Uh, uh, I one I saw that one of your questions was like why didn't I get into comedy? And I'll tell you a short story about that before I go, but okay. I tried to go to a couple of different open mics and uh <laughs> the truth is that in Arizona comedy like uh stand up is like very gate kept. So I went to these open mics and then uh like the guy who was signing people up was like, oh, yeah, you're too late, man. Sorry. And then, like, 15 minutes later, it was like five minutes of showtime. Um, some girl sat down at the table next to mine, and she's, like, telling her friend, like, yeah, like, uh, the guy told me, he said uh, that I that I had an interesting voice and, and that, uh, you know, I should, do, I should get up there. So he signed me up, and I'm going on, uh, you know, uh, right after, like, the third guy. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And then the next time I went, I was uh, with a pretty attractive friend of mine. And the same thing happened. They're like, oh, yeah, you're too late because I showed up like an hour early. And there was like almost nobody there. And he said, yeah, you're too late again. Sorry, bud. Uh, It's tough luck. And then my friend came to meet me there. 
And he's like, uh, oh, yeah, you, you seem pretty funny. Why don't you sign up? And I was, like, standing, like, right behind him. And he's like, uh, he saw me, and he knew that I heard him tell her to sign up. And I was just like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. So we left. But, yeah, that's, that's been my experience in Arizona. So well, it's not uh, – and I don't give a shit who hears this. Uh, yeah, fuck Arizona comedy right in the ear. What? Uh, well, you know, I haven't done it yet, so I am <laughs> I will say Got it. Yeah, yeah, I, I will I, say that, like, I will say that uh, there are um, things that happen in Publicized. Yeah, well, <laughs> as the kids say, spill the tea, fam. Say less. <laughs> spill the tea to uh, do it. Yeah, yeah I don't know what the fuck any of that means. All right, well, this has been fun. <laughs> All right, we're going to say goodbye to Nick, everybody. Thank you for being here. Um, I appreciate you. Yeah, I'll send you a telegram, Western Union. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Have a good night. It was good talking to you. You too. Later. Yeah, next week's 
I don't know. Yeah. Allegedly. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a paddle? 
We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy, the small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory. 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Artemis Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some Samil's doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on hold hold on, what is this? Gimmick Princeton. Then Mo? That's not real. What is that? Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is twenty twenty three. Laughter had value, and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not, true entertainment has brought us a savior in whosatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in the raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 
5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comic comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah for free. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores, 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is <laughs> happy, happy hour the is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. Two seven eight one Twenty First Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one Twenty First Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here. In dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Best Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Best Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, Ives, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Best Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Teen Times of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake said you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine and even in a swizzle. Not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho... Reservations on Eventbrite. Stuck in public schools. In the tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. 
whoisthatlive.com. Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that <laughs> go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Every month at 7.30, come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank God it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics. Every Friday, San Francisco, gouging you. Here we go. Free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month, OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friend, Mutiny Radio, TGIF at OMG. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. I go out for a walk, I drop in at the gallery and I say, Hi, how are you? Are you looking for local handcrafted vibes to juice? Check it out. It's a jungle out there, so just keep working. And the phone rings, and she says, Oh, excuse me, will you? Oh, hi. How are you? How's your work? Good. Uh huh. Well, check it out. Oh, not this excuse. Now, listen, I gotta go now. Yeah, lunch would be great. Next week? Yeah, great. Very busy now. 
I'm broke, you know, but working. Listen, I gotta go. Um, okay, listen, we should really get together. Why don't you drop by sometime? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, listen, take care. Take it easy. I'll see ya. I'll call ya. Bye-bye. Bye now. And I go to a party, and everyone's sitting around wearing these party hats, and it's really awkward, and no one can think of anything to say. So we all move around fast. And it's, hi, how are ya? Hey, listen, where have you been? Nice to see ya. Sorry I didn't make your performance last week. Listen, we should really get together next week. You know, I'll call ya. I'll see ya. Okay, bye-bye. And I go home, and the phone rings, and it's Alan, and he says, Hey, hi. Listen, I'm gonna have a show on cable TV, and it's gonna be about loneliness. You know, people in the city who, for whatever sociological, psychological, philosophical reason, just can't seem to communicate. It's six o'clock, everybody. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm in .sf. We're here for the happy hour. Yay! The happiest hour of two hours-ish of comedy every Friday at 6 o'clock. And we've got comedians from everywhere. They're going to do jokes. And it's going to be fun. And we all love FaceTime, and it's great. And uh, thanks for donating, everybody. Mutiny Radio at Venmo. Thanks for giving us money. Helping us stay alive. Yay, so that we can help you help us. Cool. Oh, the sounds of... I love, there is like a little bit of sour cream on your cheek, and I've just never, okay. It's cute. You know, that's the thing, is errant food on a young man, so cute. On an old dude, gross. <laughs> right? If you see an old man with like sour cream on the bottom of his lip, you want to vomit. But if you see it on like Peter Struckmeyer, you're like, oh yeah, baby doll. I just opened by, <laughs> I should have turned your mic up for that. You guys can guess the punchline. Put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. It's Dan Lewis. Yay! How's it going, guys? What's up? All right. We're rocking it here today. How we doing? How we doing? Cool, cool. What do we got here today? I see. Brady Pearson. I know everybody's name in the entire crowd. This is exciting for me. That was good. My my mulleted friend right there. That haircut, by the way, that is an insult to the bald man right there. To waste precious resources like that, that is not fucking right, man. More like child molester in the front, child molester in the back. Child molester on his upper lip. Actually, I don't think people should suspect uh, Connor. No, no parents should ha- not have a problem with him because it's like, no child molester is going to dress that on the nose, you know? <laughs> Honey, why did you let that guy take our kid camping? I don't know, just, you saw the haircut, fanny pack full of lollipops. A little on the nose. I guess we'll find out on Monday. Okay. Uh, just wanted to make fun of my friend a little bit. Um, before I started, when I wasn't ready, yeah, I am. It sucks being bald, man. I just—it was kind of suck. People asked me. People were asking me all after the Oscars about my opinion, just because I'm a member of the bald community. Yeah, I didn't really have any strong feelings about it, but I—I I really did enjoy being in exactly the same category as Jada Pinkett Smith in the civil rights struggle. That was fun. If I ever see her, I can be like, fight the power. That's pretty cool. People, my friends are like. That's different, man. She's got alopecia. That's different. And I'm like, how's it different how you got here, okay? We're in the same spot. We wound up in the same place. That'd be like if you're missing a foot 
You saw another guy who was missing a foot, and you're like, hey, I know how it is, brother. He's like, yeah, diabetes. And they're like, no, train accident. And he's like, I guess you don't know how it is, son. You piece of shit. <laughs> you guys ever notice how people are, so many people are like uh, almost proud of not being able to do math? They'll be like, oh, 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 oh you know me, and don't make me do math. I can't do math. No one ever does that for other disciplines. You know, no one ever goes, oh, 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 you know me, I'm reading. Don't make me read. I can't read. I can't read, you guys. Trying to date responsibly, bought some condoms the other day, got some magnums. Yeah, got some, bought some mediums and some smalls, too. I based it on the size of the vagina myself. That's right. You've heard that one. Okay. I was, uh, well I was, well I was trying to do is think of a, a, a another tag for it where I'd go, uh, uh, based on the size of the vagina, uh, I'm like a goldfish. I just grow the size of the tank. And the, uh, I like I'm trying tank right now. But yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> and then I'm gonna say. And then I was gonna say, and then I was gonna say, uh, not in sex. She's like, oh, you're so big, and I'm like, don't pin this on me. Uh, yeah. Or or uh, oh, you're so big, and I'm like. Sorry you had to find out this way. No, it's not. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm sorry. Thanks for the feedback. I appreciate it, you guys. Um, I had a, I, I did have a story that I wanted to tell about a, a, another comic friend of mine, a guy, a guy you guys might know. He was over at my house in the backyard. We were having uh, Marcus, Marcus Howard. We were having some drinks. And Marcus, okay, let's just say, Mar you know, Marcus maybe sounds a, a little whiter than he is. I don't know. Does that, does that checking out with anybody? He sounds like Professor Frank from The Simpsons, Marcus. Okay? And he's out there in the backyard just dropping N-bombs in my neighborhood, right? Le left and right. And I got high fences, okay? So all I know is the neighbors just hear some dude who sounds white, saying the N-word over and over again. And I'm like, Marcus, you want to fucking cool it a little bit, man? He's like, listen, man, that's, 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 that's our word. I'm allowed to say that word as much as I want. And I'm like, all right, fine. I can't take it away from you, but could you maybe blacken it up a little bit when you do it? I <laughs> anyway, sorry. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone. This is funny new story. Uh, yeah, comedy. Your next comedian ha is the one with the mullet. I call him the Jizz Master. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Connor Lawsdale. <laughs> yeah, Jizz Master. That's what the kids call me down at the school right there. It's reverse psychology. You know, you think it's too on the nose? Um, that's I'm doing it on purpose. Get these get their guard down so I can molest children. That's the joke. Okay, what are we doing? What else were you talking about, Dan? I wanted to retort. Yeah, okay, I, I guess that's all it was. I was just telling Dan about that. I do have a problem with road rage, and I realized that when I, I was in the car. I said this out loud to myself. <laughs> with zero hesitation or thought behind it, I said, I'm going to regret that decision for the rest of my life. And the decision was just to let someone go in front of me. 
be on my deathbed. <laughs> come, come closer. I shouldn't have let that fucking Prius in. I should have known. It cost me 45 seconds. I don't, I don't have any tattoos. You got anyone here have tattoos? Pam's got a bunch of tattoos. I never got one. You know, I just never. I, I feel weird. I want to judge anyone else, but I, I'd feel weird about it. Like I, to me, it's kind of like you're just like, oh, this tattoo here. This represents how cool I want everyone to think I am. And then this one here, this represents uh, how cool I want everyone to think I am. And th this one here, this represents that I'm a Jew. The Holocaust joke. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It took you a second. I don't even like Holocaust jokes. In fact, I don't even like the Holocaust. If it was up to me... If I had a say in the matter, I would go. I would vote no hol no Holocaust. If I was back then, I would be like, "Hey, don't, don't do that to them. Bad." In fact, if I had a time machine, I would go back. I would kill Hitler. Wouldn't you guys do that? A lot of people talk about that. Dan loves talking about it. I thought that was a good idea, but then I thought, what if? You go back in time, you kill Hitler, but what if there was another guy that was way more evil and way more efficient? No, he, he back in Hitler's time, more evil, more efficient, but he just got beat out by Hitler's charisma. You go back in time, you kill Hitler, but that then that guy takes over. You think you did a good thing, you come back to the future, zero Jews. Just n none at all. Best thing on TV is Young Sheldon. There's magma everywhere. But then we realized that uh, magma is this unlimited renewable resource. So it, it turned out to be... I guess you got to weigh that one. We don't really know. Is that worth all the Jews? Unlimited energy? Okay. There was one more. <laughs> I'm going to put a shirt on. You guys, ever, fellas, you ever come too fast? When you're jacking off? That's not, that's, that's a sad moment. I, I can't even satisfy myself. Oh. All right, guys, my name is Connor. Thank you very much. Get up, put a shirt on for his show. It's a hot day, and uh, I w I've always, I someday we'll find out what's in that fanny pack. All right, I know what's in your next comedian's fanny pack. Oh, oh, I was trying to make a weird. I don't know what that meant. Put your hands together for Peter Struckmeyer. It's a metaphor for my asshole. Hello, gentlemen. It's truly just gents and Pam here. Pam, you're like an honorary gay man. It's men and gay men here. Hi. Um, I really enjoy Latin man. Latin men. Latin, Latin man. Could you imagine that as a superhero? Let's start that over. I really enjoy Latin men. Do we like the Latinos? Latinas? Latinxes? Yes. Yes. I think they're very sexy. Uh, I hooked up with a older Latin man from Brazil um, when I was traveling a couple weeks ago. And 
you know, he comes back to my hotel room, we have sex, he leaves, he does not spend the night, but he FaceTimes me the next morning, and he's like, I miss your smell. You miss my smell? Like, the fuck is wrong with my armpits? So here I am trying to assess all the pheromones that I'm apparently giving off. Then I learned, or then I realized, there was a Chipotle burrito bowl next to my bed. So this motherfucker <laughs> thinks that uh, my pheromones are like barbacoa and extra guac. And this happened a couple of weeks ago. This guy has still not taken a fucking hint that I am not going to date him. So every morning, he'll send me a good morning, how did you sleep message. And each day I reply with, pretty good. Great. Yeah. Slept well. And nothing happens until the next day. And then we repeat the cycle over again. Pretty good. Yeah. Slept well. This morning, though, I'm going to read from my phone for this uh, because I have no new material. Um, he messaged me this morning a childhood fable. Anyone get one of those slide into your DMs? No, just me. So I woke up this morning to a message that's this long. Let's look at my phone here for a second. They spent a day and a night on a small farm belonging to a very poor family. When they returned from the trip, the father asked his son, how was the trip? Very good, daddy. And at this point, I saw the word daddy, and I thought this story is going to go in a different direction. Do you understand the difference between wealth and poverty? Yes. And what did you learn? Asked the father. The son replied, I saw that we have a dog at home. They have four. We have a swimming pool that reaches the middle of the garden. They have a stream that has no end. We have a covered and lit porch. They have an entire forest. At the end of the answer, the father was open-mouthed. Well, was he going to blow someone? Without reaction. And the little boy, hugging his father tightly, added, Thank you, Dad, for showing me how poor we are. This little boy may have taught his father the greatest lesson. It all depends on the way you look at things. The things that really matter are priceless. If you have love, friends, family, health, a good mood, and a positive attitude towards life, you have it all. If you are poor in spirit, you have nothing. Yeah, that slid into my DMs this morning. Being gay is wild, y'all. I get motherfucking childhood fables in my DMs from strange Latin men that I hook up with. I'm leaving you there. That's been my time. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Uh, give it up for whoever's next, for Pam, for Yay. Yay, Peter Struckmeyer. Yeah, I had to start dating young Latinos because I was tired of young white guys calling me mommy. All right, your next comedian. He's the big daddy in the room. Put your hands together for Tim Taylor. Yeah, daddy, daddy. Great to see everybody. My name's Tim Taylor. I uh, love the warm weather and celebration and anticipation of it. I actually shaved all my pubic hair. I shaved it all off. And challenges, I actually have put on weight over the pandemic. And so I've got this little pouch here. And so, yeah, and so like when I look down, I see the jowly chin of Mitch McConnell looking at me. Like I look down at my pubis and it's just... Oh, I've gotten more votes from the great people of Kentucky than any other senator in history. Somehow my pubis is, uh, hates all people but has an Asian fetish. 
But you know, it's slowly growing back, so my pubes are kind of wispy. It looks like uh, that uh, poison uh, trickster in that movie, The Princess Bride. Inconceivable. Uh, you know, I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day without a shirt on, and I noticed I have a before body for sure, right? <laughs> a before body. But I have after hair. You know how guys, like, are really buff? They, like, I just do this shit when I'm sleeping. Like, I just throw my hair up. That's a, when I say no, I go like this, no. Oh boy, but I, yeah, I'm working on my dating life. I uh, I considered becoming a sugar daddy. Anybody? Any sugar? Are you a sugar daddy? You are not. No, good good call. Never thought about being a sugar daddy. Not neither do I. So I'm like a fake sugar daddy. I'm like a stevia daddy, or like a sweet and low daddy. There's just there's something about asking, telling a woman I'm going to spoil her by taking her to the Nordstrom Rack Cafe. It just <laughs> doesn't hit. The Bed Bath and Beyond Bistro, <laughs> the Target Trattoria, like it's just I'm not attracting the right kind of women in my life. I see that, and I'm not off book either, which is um. You know, the thing is, I I have put on weight mostly because I eat my pain, and it's because my mom's love language was volume. She just yelled all the time at me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I'd come home upset from work, and she would or upset from work as a child. I could come home upset from assembling iPhones. <laughs> I fucked that joke up, but it was probably funnier than the actual punchline. And <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I didn't feel included in my own home. I felt excluded. But I'm actually into inclusion. Actually, Peter mentioned earlier about la- Latinos, Latinas. There's that, that saying Latinx. You guys heard that? I'm like, oh, my God, there's like a, a Latinx game. Skateboarder jumping? Oh, God, that is, sorry, that joke is borderline racist. Oh, come on. Oh, boy, thank you. So, uh, you know, I am sober. I've been sober for 11 years. Okay, thank you. From crystal meth, which never gets an applause. And that crystal meth, crystal meth is the, <laughs> crystal meth is the Ringo star of drugs. It's just. <laughs> It has no, it has no thing, and and I, I did get my MBA. I got my Wharton MBA when I was high on crystal meth. MBA. I was mostly a boring asshole when I was in class. But uh, I'll leave you with this: that um, you know, the gra- anybody watch the Grammys? No, of course not. It's getting out of date. Here's the thing: any fucking award show named after a nickname for a grandma is not going to work. Grammys, yes. No, thank you. I'm Tim Taylor. <laughs> yeah, Tim Taylor. Grammy. I guess I didn't. What did I call my grandma? Grandma. Uh-huh. Um, I'm old enough to be your next comedian's grandma. Put your hands together for Ian Langland. Yeah. Hey, what's up? I thought I was six. Oh. Okay, I'm making do. What's up, everybody? Good energy. How are we? We're good. Good. Um, I've been thinking. I I I don't understand why or when we decided that the remedy to help people when they're going through a problem is food. 
People always buy them food, right? You know, if something bad happens to a family member or like a loved one, it's always food. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think anyone's ever been eating meatloaf and it's just like, God, this is so good, I almost forgot about my cancer diagnosis. Like, that's never happened, right? Never ha- also, the audacity to think your cooking is good enough to make anybody feel better, okay? Because it happened to me a few months ago. My mom, she broke her hip. We were just flooded with food. It's like a goddamn potluck. But all it was was just a full compost bin because half that shit was inedible, all right? Keep your chicken casserole at home, Janet. You don't know how to season. No one wants it. It's bad. It's not good. And they always ask you, they always ask you the open-ended question. They always ask you, if there's ever anything you need, don't hesitate to reach out. Right? Always the same fucking question. I want to take advantage of that question next time. Next time I get asked that, I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? A new fucking TV. That's what would make me feel better. The new Obi-Wan show's coming out. I want to watch in 4K. But the reason why people ask that question is because it gets their guilt off their chest, right? It's just really so they feel better. They don't really want to help. Just so they feel better. They feel like they're making a difference. But I want to test them. Uh, how far are they willing to go? Next time I get asked, like, is there any anything, ever anything you need? Don't hesitate to ask. I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? Six ounces of black tar heroin. That's what I want. They'll be like, oh, no, no, no. That's not really what I meant. I'll be like, no, no, no. You said what you wanted. It would make me feel better. Get on the line with the cartel, Janet, all right? Give them your casserole. Maybe they'll give you a discount. Oh, yeah, I'm a... You guys ever heard of the phrase toxic masculinity? You ever heard that phrase before? Yes, toxic masculinity. If you want to see it in real time, tell a man he has soft hands. Um, You'll see it up close and personal. Uh, Yeah, so if you don't know what it is, it's when a man... He suppresses his insecurities and then f- and then asserts dominance over others by becoming you know, arrogant, rude. I would love a little bit of that. I'm going to be honest with you. I would love just a little bit of it, right? I'm very insecure, just enough so I don't get anxious when I get a phone call, you know? I just want to feel a little more confident. I want to feel a little good. I would, u- I would use it for good. I wouldn't be an asshole about it, you know? I could take some from someone who's not doing any good, like a Brett Kavanaugh or a Jake Paul. I'm not using it for any good. I want it. I see it all the time, toxic masculinity. I see it. It blows my mind. I was at a party one time, and this guy walks in. He goes up to the first girl he sees, and he goes, you're hot. You're coming home with me. I could never do that in a million years. Never. One time I was in my car, and I saw a beautiful woman walking on the sidewalk, and I glanced up at her respectfully. I looked at her up and down, and then she made eye contact with me, and I audibly said, alone in my car, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't know why, but I did. So bad. That's such a beta move. That's what it is. The only time I have a little bit of toxic masculinity is to myself. It's my inner dialogue. It's really what it is. Like if I'm at a restaurant, it'll be like yelling at myself, like, order quicker. The waitress thinks you're a pussy. Hell. I'll see my reflection on the screen and be like, I could fucking kick that guy's ass. I could. Then I'm shadow boxing the air like a TL crackhead, you know? Then I lose to myself. That's how weak I am. I lose every time. All right, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Ian Langlands, weak in muscles but strong in comedy. Yay! I'll take it. I don't know. I didn't. You always have. I don't know what to do. You were just talking about being hot. You'd be a good host. I'm sorry. I'm hot. 
Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody. It's Dorian Sprung. Yay! How's it going, everyone? Uh, I always thought uh, when people died from their addictions are like super cool. And then I realize it's not as cool when I tell people I'm killing myself with food. Glad to give that up. Um, I used to be 300 pounds, and then I lost weight because I didn't want to work on my personality. You know, I mean, I'm still fat, but, you know, not fat enough for a child to stop me in the middle of the street to make an announcement, you know what I mean? You know, when a kid's like, Mom, look, he's fat. Which is always awkward, you know, when you uh, have to hit someone else's kid. Brutal. I'm a, I have I have what people call a, a dad bod, but I'm trying to get down to stepdad bod. I just want my body to be good enough, you know, to impress the single moms, but like messy enough so that her kids knew know that like her mom could their mom could do better, but she can't. But I mean, who who am I joking? I mean, I can't do better either. Like, if I wanted to do better, I would have to be rich, and there's no way I could make that. But a stepdad bot is not bad. You know, it's kind of like driving a used Corolla. You know, it's you're always afraid that it'll die on you, but, you know, it's more reliable than you think. <laughs> I, uh, I have a hard time dating. Um, I don't really have a face for Tinder. My, my face is more suited for, like, blind dates and arranged marriages. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm like the guy that you match, you know, with your fourth favorite daughter. Lesbian, of course. I mean, but I mean, uh, Tinder is is, uh, is very interesting, you know. I feel as a man, it's way easier to catfish people on. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't even need to use uh, filters or anything. I can just lie to them with words. You know, on Tinder I say crazy things like I'm a male feminist. You know what I mean? Like saying I'm a male feminist is like a woman telling guys like they don't care about money. Like almost everyone says it, but like none of us actually believe it. Uh, my friend tried to give me some dating advice. He said, uh, look, you just got to be more aggressive. Stop being such a beta bitch. Dude, why you got to poke me in the chest so hard? Ugh. I mean, I, I, I'm not an alpha male, you know. You know, the ladies might see me and they think, like, oh, yeah, I could be, I'll be fine. Who knows? I'm, I'm built like, uh, you know, one of those home security stickers that you put on the window? Like, it might deter most. But if someone breaks in, you'll wish you had the real thing. <laughs> what else I have here? Uh, I guess some dark humor. Good about now. I'm uh, I'm quite the hypocrite, you guys. I uh, I really want world peace, but I also really want there to be a drone strike on my neighbors. Because they keep playing the damn music, you know what I mean? Like, I think like unwanted music is probably like the worst thing you hear from your neighbor. I would almost say it's worse than hearing your neighbor beat their wife. Because a beating only lasts a couple of seconds. And after that, they go through what they call a honeymoon phase. Which is, honestly, honeymoon for everyone around them. It's very depressing. All right, I think that's my time. Thank you. Dorian Strong, everyone. All right. Uh, I'm going to run around and, and do my time now because we're waiting for a couple people on the list. So, yay.
after the misogynist drone strike. Knock, knock. Predator drone. Don't answer your door. You're dead. There's a predator drone. Do you know anything about predator drones? That was dumb. These little slides are like predator drones right now. Who are they going to land on? How are you here? Are you neither of you are comedians? You're just neighbors that are like, we want some comedy. Fuck yeah. Thank you for being here. This is very exciting. I feel like we're already friends. I can let you know that I, uh, my clit is so big I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. I'm not actually a comedian. I'm just single and not on any dating apps. And so just whenever I see a microphone, I'm like, hey, something could happen. How cute is your dad? How much do you hate your mom? Dang. That's right. I met your mom. She is cool. I'm just, I'm shopping to be a stepmom right now. They, <laughs> they say dress for the job you want, and I want to be a stepmom in Walnut Creek. Thank you. Yeah, after this whole month of women's history month, and being a strong, independent feminist is just hard. <laughs> I want to be a dependent now. <laughs> I'm like, can you just, I just put feminism back 40 years, but I don't care. I still, I'm hoping someday there'll be some rich man in, in Walnut Creek listening to some strange podcast with his seven and nine-year-old there. and I don't know. I can dream. I just want I could just be a nanny, I suppose. <laughs> I don't even, then I wouldn't have to fuck him. Although maybe sometimes the nanny does. So I, I used to be a nanny. Um, and here's the thing. Having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia, okay? Because the baby's here, and like I'm getting banged from behind. I'm making eye contact with the baby, right? And the baby can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway. And just because the baby's first words are, uh, uh, doesn't make me a bad nanny. It makes me a bad nanny. Cool. I used to do this. I used to nanny, and it was great. And the best thing about it is you get like, it's like nanny 2.0. It's like this new workout program. Woo. So when you do in the, the baby cart, you like go up the hills. And you keep a pace, and you do this, and then you change your arms so you can get the bye-bye arms, and you wave, and it goes bye-bye. And the best part is when your heart rate gets above a certain rate, for 20 minutes you start burning fat, and I smoke and eat so much weed that I get high. Off my own, I get to the top of the hill with the baby, and I'm like, woo we did it. Parents are here. Let's play on the playground. I don't even have to smoke. I'm just high. Fun. Did you know that? When you... When you burn your, there's another, this is exciting. I'm not drinking tonight, um, but I do really enjoy drinking. And I want to hang out with a small child because I want to win the science fair. Uh, and it might not be the most appropriate thing, but it's basic chemistry. So sometimes in the mornings, uh, I throw up because I'm an alcoholic. And so I go to the, to the refrigerator and I drink a cup of cold water. Now, if I have a small child, and I drink eight ounces of 38-degree water, and then I vomit 22 minutes later, and the child takes the temperature of the water. How many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? We can have graphs. We can win the science fair. Do you remember basic science? The yeah! No one ever gets that joke because they're all too dumb. Here's another joke I can never do. Uh, no one reads the Bible. Heathens here. Sodom and Gomorrah. Terrible people. No, it's fine. I just want to know. I love reading the Bible, though. I like to mine it for feminist tropes. And there's, I've learned everything I know about feminism from the Bible. Two books, Esther and Ruth. Oh, I love this. Topical right now, Passover, Esther, the whole thing. 
How did Esther save the entire Jewish people? How did she do that? Was she clever? Good at sports? A great orator? Nay, she had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. That was her name was Hadassah. They changed it to Esther. Far less Jewy. And one last joke. Uh, I have a fetish for uncircumcised guys. Clearly. Yeah, right? Yeah. Circumcision, his choice, his decision. Not lop off the tips of our baby's dicks. I mean, Jews do it fine. You got the covenant with Yahweh. He can do whatever he wants with those foreskins. Put them on his fingers. Eat them off like olives. Calamari on a salad. Yeah, we're taking some chips. But maybe you'll know where I'm going with this. I want to take an uncircumcised guy. I want to pull up his dick. Pull his foreskin up over his dick. Put a shot of Jameson in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. I finally get what I want. It's twofold. One, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross. And you have to clean out all that schmegma. Yay! I'm your host back there, Pam Benjamin, trying to make you laugh. This is crazy. Brady, are you ready? All right. Fuck yeah. Uh, your jacket today is made. I do not doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. It, uh, you are. A hundred percent a believer. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Oh my God! Hi, everybody. How are you doing? You too. Hi. How are you two doing? Very excited to have you two here. I uh, I know Lauren. Lauren is the famed creator of um, Giraffe Corner, a multi-platinum famous little show on YouTube. We should all talk about that. But thank you two for being here. Now, does um, I have a question. Does anybody, okay, you see my shirt? Just what does it say? Like, I, drag, Stanford's eyes. Does anybody here speak homosexual? Because that's what that means. Is that not normal? Does anybody here speak heterosexual? Could I ask some questions for you? If we, I just want us all to get along. Okay. So earlier today, we heard this comedian talk about being an alpha male. Are, any, are there any alpha males in this room? Keith? That doesn't count. She has more balls than all of us. So there's, so there's an al are, are you a beta then? We don't even know. Are you guys? Are you straight? Can I ask? I mean, like, you're straight, both of you. Oh, okay. Well, let, we'll see about that after the show. I mean, I can work on that. Um, but yeah. So I was thinking. Okay. So alpha and alpha and beta. So one is the more dominant. Is that what it is? Can you help me understand? Is that what it is, Keith? And so a beta's more like a bitch, like something like you can put down the beta, right? Okay, so I just want you all to know that like we speak the same terms. I want to give you some gay speak today. We call that, say with me now, top and bottom. So right, so now if you're a beta, it means I can come and fuck you. Oh, damn it, that didn't come off as cool, but I can still do it. Right, I mean, you're not as excited about that as I am. Started doing comedy a little later in life, and uh, turned 61. It's really exciting. I have to say that because what nothing thrills me more than having 30-year-old comics coming up to me and going, or speaking like, oh, my God, I just turned 30. No one else has ever turned 30 before in their lives. They have no idea how it's done. There haven't been novels or written or even a shitty boomer show called 30-fucking-something. 
You have a fucking rule book, you dumb cunt. I am so old that I have probably swallowed your siblings. Your dad was great. He really was. And you're welcome. And you didn't want that inner sibling rivalry to get you. Oh, I am doing service to Johnny. This is what I tell myself when I'm thinking about this. Speaking of sucking a lot, um, I've been sucking cock for so long, I beg you, I can count the blessings. How many rounds of cock have I sucked? Like, I mean, the average cock is what? Are you six? Maybe? I try. Ah. That's not going much anywhere, so. Oh, it is, and math is hard. I'm Barbie. Math is hard. If it's hard, you know I love it. Um, <laughs> but I'm leaving you with a little song about the boys' camp that I really wish I'd gone to and like put it in me, Wisconsin. So something like that. <coughs> Can't put it in me. Oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me, I am yours. Put it in me, put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady. Yay, Brady Thurzan. And it's going to be Mr. Sparkle Mozan. Yay. Oh, my God, you, you kind of look like an exploded pi- pinata. I had a, had a orgy. <laughs> That's what I would call that jacket. Exploded pinata orgy. Fun times, Brady Pearson. All right, it's a compliment. I love it. I would wear that in a second. Oh my God, with like some white stretch pants. Dear God, I don't know. I just thought white stretch pants are like really white tight jeans. I think those would be fun. Cause like pick up this. Sub- anyway, your next comedian comes to us uh, by way uh, from all over the world, actually from Brooklyn and Portland and everywhere. Put your hands together for Keith Hemingway. I wish I explored more places in New York and Portland because that's all. No, I, I've discovered uh, San Francisco and I've discovered L.A. Um, I don't think I want to go back to L.A. <laughs> L.A. is a different type of fear. It's like, do I want to get shanked in this corner or do I want to get pissed on in this corner? And apparently I'm still here, so showers still exist. And um, I don't have no medical bills from L.A. Yay. But L.A. is a nice town. I, I, like, I like San Francisco, too. This town... I don't have leg day. You expected to have leg day because you have heels. But it's not about the leg day. It's about the toes. You guys are toe strong in this town because of all the shit you got to step over, literally. Like, you have to treat every block like a Michael Jackson video. You just got to do, do, get someone on the back of your seat like, ah, come on. I, I can't really dance like Michael Jackson. I didn't practice. I wasn't one of those kids that was in. And, you know, I think, no, I can't moonwalk. I, I wasn't one of those kids that can do that. But uh, I got to be careful sometimes when I'm stepping over the shit because some of them come in a, a weird pattern and it could look like I'm crip walking. And that would get me in a lot of trouble these days, man. I don't know. I can't do that out here. Come on in, lady. We have free comedy. I saw you smiling. You can't hide. Yeah, come on. Nope, 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 nope. Dedication. Come on. All right, two minutes. Sit down. There you go. See? Come on. You can't give me two minutes. <laughs> I was trying to answer that in the most professional way. Oh. 
it's six o'clock. It's Tuesday. It's um, it's Buckhouse Square. Uh, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. This is uh, this is a special day for me. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bughouse Square, well, I got to say right off the bat, I got a ton of contributors. I put out a thing. I don't know if it's because of the... The new year, you know, people are, they, I'm going to do something this year. So, yeah, we got a bunch of response from the, the thing today and, um, well, over the last few days anyway. So we got that. And I got some great records. So imagine that. <laughs> so uh, uh, stay tuned and um, stay dry. Well, we'll come back and talk. There's, uh, oh, it's bearing down on us. It's bearing down us. We got uh, another atmospheric river is uh, imminent. Stormy days, we pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man, come along and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man, and he said, unite all you working men. Killed him in the river, some strange man was that, a vigilante man. Shotgun in his hand, would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land. How high is the water, mama? Two feet high and rising. How high is the water, papa? She said it's two feet high and rising. We can make it to the road in a homemade boat Cause that's the only thing we got left that'll float It's already over all the wheat notes Two feet high and rising How high's the water, mama? Three feet high and rising How high's the water, papa? She said it's three feet high and rising Well, the hives are gone, I lost my bees Chickens are sleeping in the willow trees. 
cows in water up past your knees, three feet high and rising. How high is the water, mama? Four feet high and rising. How high is the water, papa? Is that right? Said it's four feet high and rising. Hey, come look through the window pane. The bus is coming, gonna take us to the train. Looks like we'll be blessed with a little more rain. Four feet high and rising. How high is the water, mama? Five feet high and rising. How high is the water, papa? She said it's five feet high and rising. Well, the rails are washed out north of town. We gotta head for higher ground. We can't come back until the water goes down. Five feet high and rising. Well, it's five feet high and rising. You know what? Seconds flat. Found my way upstairs and had a smoke. Somebody spoke and I went into a dream.
Washed his hands. 